All of a sudden, from around that little corner, I see these neon green figures floating towards me. And he said, what is that? And I moved the branch and I looked and it was this big, hairy something. It was the weirdest feeling and I just was like, I just want to get out of here. It was so real to me and nobody believed me. She started saying, I don't want to go upstairs because of the ghosts. The ghosts are up there. So that is my ghost story. Hi, and welcome to Haunted AF. This is the podcast. It's all about ghost stories told by the people who actually experience them. We are your hosts. I'm Julie Fisk. I'm Rebecca Black. And we have so much to take care of this week. So I'm just going to jump into it. First of (laughs) all, uh, we need to do an update about last week um, when my sister had the story about the haunted library Mm -hmm. in Appalachian. You remember that? Yes. So she was telling the story about how she heard this disembodied voice whispering her name. Yeah. And she thought that there was a possibility it could have been the sports director Brian. So she even mentioned to us that she was going to call Brian to find out if that was really him. Okay. And uh, and I was like, don't do it. I, w- I don't want to know the truth. You know, I love yeah. the story too much to know. So she called Brian. It was not Brian. <gasps> and Brian actually has his own ghost stories about no! that library. Yeah. So now he has to come on the show. Exactly. We're going to try to get Brian on the show. He said wow. he was totally down, but that's the thing. Everybody says, oh yeah, I want to come on. And then we never freaking hear from yeah. him. So um, <laughs> that was one update. The second update, we discussed that movie La Llorona. Yes. With Hawkeye when he yes. was in. So, and that's the donkey lady of San Antonio. Which is terrifying all on its own. Yes. And then we got totally sidetracked because there is the La Llorona movie that's coming out. We got all excited about it. So we actually have free passes to see that movie. No way. Yes, we do that. We're giving away. So go to the Haunted AF Facebook page and uh, claim your passes. Sorry, this is only for Texas. <laughs> we, don't have te- yeah. we don't have passes for everyone in the world. Not yet, but maybe someday. Someday. We'll keep our fingers crossed for that. So that is on the Haunted AF. AF Facebook page. Awesome. And so another update that we have to deal with from last week uh, required us to take Haunted AF on the road. That's right. And we're live right now from White Rock Lake, sitting out at one of the parks where we're being eaten live by something. Right. And I also love that it is broad daylight. Yeah. We're out here telling ghost stories <laughs> at White Rock Lake in broad daylight. In this, front of children at the, a park. Yeah. The scariest part so far has been a ladybug <laughs> that came on just full-blown attack. <laughs> it was hardcore. I put the challenge out last week. We were talking about Lady of the Lake, the, the famous Dallas Lady of the White Rock Lake story. Yeah. We said, put out the challenge. If anybody has a Lady of the Lake story that they want to share, please send it. And nothing. Nothing. Like crickets. Because like I said, I really, I feel like this is just an urban legend. It is. Obviously it is. Yeah. So we did a... See, this is where we need video because we were both momentarily freaking out because we get bugs flying into our mouths. Just so. had a clan of gnats attack. <laughs> so we did uh, a little bit of research and we only found really, I mean, the same two stories. And it's all going back to what appears to be a Dallas Morning News article from 1964. I just think it's crazy that there's literally only two stories and it somehow has become this urban legend. Yeah, me too. Me too. So read what yours has. Okay, so this actually comes from, this is from 1964 by... Can I give the author? Because I just... Yeah. Tolbert's Texas. Yeah. Y'all, this is our advice columnist from back in 1964. X Tolbert. <laughs> and I love the the, uh, the title on it is More on Beautiful Ghost of the Lake. It's just beautiful. <laughs> okay, g- give it. All right, here we go. So this is the girl ghost of White Rock Lake, and sometimes according to the testimony, and they say sober witnesses because, you know, we drank a lot in the 60s. <laughs> Here's the deal. She makes appearances in the dripping wet evening dress, and yes. she's along the shores of White Rock Lake, of course. Mm. This actually comes from a Miss Lily V. Leonard. Lily! 
Ellie. And says that her son Bill is the, and wife actually are the ones that had the experience. Um, the, a girl appeared to them. She's a hitchhiker. And at least two cases, she flags on the cars, says that she's just had an accident on the lake and she needs a ride um, to an address that's actually on Gaston Avenue. That's a really popular place in Dallas, by the way, if you're listening in the UK. Oh, yeah. Or, yeah. Or famous else. old street. One night, Mr. and Mrs. Bill Leonard. Uh, <laughs> this is Lily's son and his wife. That's right. And we have to do a country accent because I think that's how they all talk back then. Uh, we're on White Rock Drive and um, they did pick her up. I'm sorry. They, they, this is very confusingly written. Yeah. Uh, come on, Mr. Tolbert. Uh, so they actually picked this woman up, ended up letting her out on Gaston Avenue, and then that she just slammed the door and then disappeared, like, up in smoke. That's awesome. <laughs> and my favorite part is the quote by Miss Leonard. They'll swear on a stack of Bibles that this happened, y'all. <laughs> and I believe them. The Leonards is good people. Yeah, and you know us good Christian folk, we don't swear on a stack of Bibles for nothing. That's true. My story <laughs> also comes from Frank Tolbert. It says, White Rock Girl Goes Seen Again. And he says, I'm sure that holiday spirits have nothing to do with the fact... <laughs> More holiday spirits! Spirit. Yeah. Does he think everybody that tells a ghost story is drunk? The first time I read this, I thought that he meant like the holiday spirit, not holiday <laughs> spirits. He is Frank Tolbert, a little judgy here. Yeah, a little, okay. rude. So, I'm sure that holiday spirits have nothing to do with the fact that several folks have reported sighting the famous girl ghost of White Rock in the last few days. For some reason, this stylish spook, parentheses, she's always described as being very well-dressed, oh. was seen only by women recently. Um, he received a letter from Mildred I- L. Hall of Dallas, who evidently hasn't seen the White Rock ghost, for she writes, can you tell me what she looks like or anything about her? <laughs> so it's not even a ghost story. He's just writing about the fact that yes, people want to see her. I, I, I feel personally attacked here, or at least for women, because he keeps, he's like only seen by women. Like, we're the crazy drunk ladies. All those drunk women with their holiday spirits. I love his attitude. Look how he starts this next paragraph. Well, Mildred Hall, I know some very responsible people who claim to have encountered the White Rock ghost. She's always a beautiful girl in a wet dress. She hails motorists on roads near the lake and tells them she was involved in a boat accident and had to swim in. She asks them to take her to an address on Gaston Avenue. Yeah, again, Gaston like said, again. Gets in the back seat, then she just disappears. At least one couple I know checked about 20 years ago with a Gaston Avenue address, and it turned out a girl who had drowned in White Rock Lake years ago once lived there. Ooh. Okay, and evidently Frank Tolbert wrote a book about Neiman Marcus. And he included the Lady of the Lake story because he said, someone said she was wearing a Neiman Marcus dress. Stop. Yeah, that's really, That's a stretch, Frank. That's a real stretch. But, um, so, (laughs) the only thing that I found, I found one story that said they think this stems from an actual death of a girl in 1927. Her name was Haley Gaston. Oh, Haley Gaston. Like, Gaston... I don't know, but she died in a boating accident near Big Thicket in uh, 1927. But that's the only reference that I've ever what? found uh, to a girl that could have actually been the ghost. Can we just say people pretend like they've experienced this? Yeah, they do. If you Google right now, Dallas ghost, the first thing that's going to come up is Lady of the Lake. Hmm. And let's just address the fact that people die at White Rock Lake all the all time. All the time. We know. Evidently, another one, I think it was like 1920 nine or something mm-hmm. uh, a bunch of kids were killed in a boating accident an entire plane crashed into <gasps> white rock Lake. no way yes and killed everyone on board so it's like people die and that's not counting all the random bodies yeah. that they're dragging out of here from drug deals gone wrong or whatever all the freaking time so but I for some reason something yeah just not maybe the lady of the lake in no. a ball gown no, there was, there was one time I was walking here by myself and I was uh, taking one of the paths that went through a tree 
shade area. Uh-huh. It was one of kind of like a foggy day. Nobody was really out there. And up ahead of me, this man just jumps out of the bushes. <gasps> what? And he turns back and looks at me like, whoop, hello, and then just kept on walking. <laughs> and you can bet your sweet ass I slowed down. I'm like, I'm not catching up um, with that guy. I was, would have been turning around running in the oh, opposite yeah. direction. I did Why not... did you continue walking? I don't know. How are you alive right now? That guy was going to kill you, clearly. Think about, though, all the weird, like, just a couple weeks ago, you and I were here, and we were walking over by the boathouse. Yeah. And do you remember that guy started screaming? Yeah. That was so random. And it's like, that's how weird the White Rock Lake is, that we just blew that off. Like, no big deal. I mean, just like a guy out in the trees screaming for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> or was he, was he... We thought he was like a Yeti hunter. Yeah. But again, that doesn't make any sense because it was during the day. I don't think you go Yeti hunting during the day. No. Do it you? didn't make any sense. And we both just stopped and looked at each other like... I'm like, okay. All right. That's just more weirdness at White Rock Lake. So, uh, but yeah, <laughs> let's just keep telling the Neiman Marcus Lady of the Lake story. So, we've got to come up with a better story. You know story. what? I witnessed it. <laughs> you, you saw her? I did. I saw her today. Today. And her yeah. Neiman Marcus you dress. You didn't see it? I did. Wait, I'm just now catching yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. It's a white dress, probably from Neiman Marcus. Definitely. It was expensive. It looked very expensive. Okay, so again, <laughs> if you actually have a Lady of the Lake story, please. Or better yet, better yet, just a creepy White Rock Lake story. Yeah. I'll take it. I, I don't care. Because there was one story of a woman running on uh, one of the jogging paths by herself, and she saw this apparition ahead of her that she, it just got her attention and then it vanished. It's the only actual ghost story that I found, like modern ghost story out of here. Well, there's like, got to be more, especially with all, like, all the deaths that happen out here all the time. There's got to right. be more. Okay, so send it, email it yeah. to us. Yeah, hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com. Hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com. So, Rebecca, after we left White Rock yesterday, mm-hmm. I had an idea. Oh. So, Rebecca and I both really like to go kayaking at White Rock. <laughs> In hopes of finding dead bodies. Yes, we it's do. It's weird. We know. You know what we need to do? We need to hook up with the White Rock Paddle Company okay. or somebody. Yeah. And we need to do a haunted paddle tour. <gasps> I love that idea. Wouldn't that be fun? And we yes. can go around, we can find out like where Haley Gaston, the girl who's supposedly the ghost yeah. behind the Lady at the Lake, find out where she drowned. We can look for the place where the plane crashed and killed all those or people. Bu- wasn't there a bus too? There is, I, I don't know. Wait, let's just go, we can find all the creepy stuff. We'll take people with us <laughs> and we'll have a haunted paddle tour at like dusk. Wouldn't that, that be sounds amazing? Awesome. Okay, yeah. So we'll get to work on that. Now we need to get to this story. A couple weeks ago we talked to a woman named Sandy. Mm-hmm. And Sandy and her sister Jody like to go on ghost hunts. Yes. And they went to one at the Shawshank Redemption prison yeah. with the ghost hunter guys from sci fi. Right. Then Jody wrote to me and she had more information. Here, let's just listen to her story. This is Jody. My sister Sandy and I went with two of our friends to a house called Brumder Manor. It was a paranormal group that was hosting an event. You could go and do an investigation with them. And it was smaller groups, so it was better than the larger groups that we've been to where you can't really hear anything. At one point, they took us all into the basement of the house, which was a like a rec room. It was an, It's an old, old house and is, I think, used as a B&B now. So we sat down there and they turned out the lights. I normally am not the one who gets a lot of the feelings of things when we're, we're at places. I might see like we have, a, you know, my meter might read something or we might catch something on a recording. So this time when we were sitting there, I was a little surprised when I felt something touch my hand. The side of my hand got tingly and cold. It didn't feel mean or evil, just was definitely was something there touching my hand, and it was very bizarre. Um, then later on, when we were talking to our friends, one of the girls said that she had something touch her leg like that. The next place we went to was upstairs, and we sat down in um, a hallway. It was really quiet, and people were asking questions. 
And all of a sudden I hear this little girl's voice say, hi. And one of the other investigators who was sitting in the hall with me said, did anybody hear that? And I said, I most definitely heard that. Sat for a little bit again, started talking, and we heard it a second time. The same little voice say hi. I was very excited because I thought, okay, cool. I bought my recorder with me. We caught this. Well, I didn't realize until after we got home that I had changed the settings on my recording and it didn't click on fast enough. It didn't catch the voice. So I was really bummed. On that same floor, there we sat in different rooms and there was actually a person there that was getting touched so much and she kept getting poked in the back. It freaked her out so bad. She got up in the middle of everything and just said, that's it. I can't do this anymore. I have to get out of here. I actually never got the feeling that anything in there was evil or had any bad intent. It seemed mischievous to me. It was kind of a cool event, and I would actually like to go. You can rent the rooms. It would be interesting to rent a room and see if I could make it through a night there. I'm not sure I could, but it was fun. Yeah, definitely not with the disembodied child voice. No. That's too much. Maybe she just got annoyed and left because he was poking her. You know how kids do? (laughs) Oh, my gosh, that's just what it was. It was a kid just poking poking. her. Hey, Hey, I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. Can can I tell you a story? Sure. When I was taping that ghost hunt pilot a long time ago, we were in Jefferson at this old haunted hotel. Always in Jefferson. Always in Jefferson, yeah. And um, there was this moment where everything, all the meters were blowing up. Mm -hmm. And the psychic is describing this horrible scene of these two children dying in the room. And literally, the spookometer's going off, Mm -hmm. you know, lights are flashing. And I felt this tingling sensation on my arm. And I freaked out. And I went, guys, I feel it! I feel it! And I looked down, there was this giant hair from my own head, like, (laughs) hanging off my arm. And literally, I'd shut everything down. Everybody turned to look at me to see, like, what's going on? I'm like, no. No, false alarm. I'm just losing my hair. (laughs) Also, by the way, this needs to be our new drinking game. Anytime I start a story with the time I was taping the pilot for Ghost hunt you have to drink and then anytime you do a goofy accent like <laughs> which funny that you mentioned that because this is my going out accent the one that jody has <laughs> oh, <really>? the midwestern <laughs> that's how guys I, when guys like approach me because i'm married yeah so i'll be like oh gosh darn like i'm so sorry and then they're immediately like <laughs> did you notice how much jody and sandy sounded like yes they're so cute they're though. so cute okay it. now let's see if we have david on the phone hello hey david hi hi it's julie and rebecca Hi, Julia and Rebecca. Hi. Okay, so when I very first started thinking about doing a ghost story podcast, I originally thought about doing it with my kids uh-huh. like two years ago, and I put something on Facebook about it, and David was one of the very first people to respond and say, Ooh. I have a story. So I've been waiting all this time to hear your ghost story. So David, tell us what happened. Way back in the day, back when I was at Yahoo, we bought a 1921 house that had been partially restored, and we thought, hey, this looks like fun. <laughs> and we thought we'd do some more restoring. And uh, didn't have any idea about the background of the house. It was really kind of cool arts and crafts style house. And it was wow. pretty well preserved, but things came with the house we weren't really aware of. And so, in fact, we had painters be doing all the upstairs bedrooms. And Margaret and I went in one night. It was kind of late and we were just checking things out and they were almost complete. And I remember turning off the light and I heard a whoosh sound like someone mocking you, like going blowing out a candle. And I thought Margaret did it. She's like, I didn't do that. She goes, I thought you did. I said, no, I think we should leave. <laughs> that, that was our first thing that happened. But then we had all those traditional things that people talk about. You know, we had like the drafts that would happen all of a sudden and get cold. And this would even happen like in the summertime at night. It was really eerie or there'd be a really strong perfume smell. Mm. And neither of us had bought that perfume. And it smelled like something really old, like maybe your grandmother would wear. Yeah. And then it would just go away. So... You would think we'd start getting the hint that we should 
move, but we didn't. No. And <laughs> so we had friends come stay with us while their kitchen was being remodeled. And they stayed in the guest bedroom and they reported hearing sounds and odd things. And I said, well, it's probably just directions. <laughs> so one evening, his wife was taking a shower in the bathroom and the light switch turned off while the door was shut. And she thought I did it as a prank. And I'm like, A, I wouldn't open the door when you're showering. Yeah, <laughs> and right. And B, I wouldn't turn the light out. So they had a couple of other scary things happen in the bedroom. And the next day, they left us a note, said, hey, we moved over to the Hilton. I hope that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> They left the house. Wow. Because because they were getting messed with by the ghost? Oh, my gosh. And it just kept... One night, we went downstairs, and we heard a bang, like something had fallen. Mm. And I thought maybe a painting or something had fallen off the wall. Well, several doors in the kitchen cabinets were open. Ooh. And uh, like wide open. And I couldn't figure out why or how that happened. That was really creepy. That's like that paranormal activity movie. I, or The Sixth Sense. Yeah. The Sixth Sense where everything's All, open. Everything opens and no one's moved. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and it wasn't your wife. Mm-hmm. It was that or really, really good, well-trained raccoon. It was kind of scary, <laughs> but. I don't know any raccoon smart enough to open all the doors quietly. I know. You keep going back to the no. raccoon thing, honey. Yeah, I, don't I, don't think, the raccoon. I don't think that's it. Dang. Are One you... of the scariest things happened when um, I was upstairs. Margaret had been on a trip, and I heard walking and noises, and I thought, okay, guys. So I turned on the hall light with this really big, giant hallway gallery upstairs. I turn on the light, I go, look, you're going to have to expletive, keep it quiet. <laughs> We're all going to live here. Well, as soon as I said that, the blinds in the guest no! bedroom fell down, and I hightailed it out there, met a friend at a bar, and I said, I need a drink. <laughs> that ghost literally told you, hell no, I'm not getting out. Yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> it's like, really? Really? That's how you feel, David? Like, Let me show you what I can it. do. Look at these blinds. <laughs> Dang. So what What did you do after that? Did y'all ever try doing sage? <laughs> You're always, she's always pushing the sage. sage. I'm just hoping the sage actually works. <laughs> did you ever try doing anything? Well, actually, my wife did, because uh, I called her on, while she was away on the trip, and I told her, I, I only went back in the house that night because I brought some friends with me. You know, it's like when you're a kid and you can't go to sleep. And- you had a yeah. yeah. No, I would too. I would too. No shame, man. No this shame. This is a guy, a yeah. full-on grown man. No, no, it's all right. Admitting to no. his sleepover because he was scared of the ghost throwing blinds at him. Yeah, good for him. Good for you, David. Hey, you got to you gotta do what you have to do. Hey, you so, do. Yes. Margaret, Margaret did call a friend of hers that was into crystals and all the Hocus Pocus stuff. And she said, oh, I'll come over and, and do a sage thing and burn some sage and we'll drink wine. And I heard the wine part. I go, okay. Okay. I'm in at wine. Yeah. So she came in and kind of did a reading and felt energy and all this stuff. And she said she felt something underneath the staircase. <laughs> and I was like, mm. oh, well, that's great. <laughs> Let's just leave the staircase alone. <laughs> but uh, no, we did the sage thing and it seemed to be quiet for about a month and yeah. maybe going on vacation, but they came back and we had more knocking and walking noises and it was so bizarre. So what'd you do? Did you just move? Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. So we finally, <laughs> we finally, because there was so much upkeep to it, it was like a Tom Hanks movie. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the money pit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, great movie. And so we finally just said, you know, let's sell it. Actually, a developer bought it and they went bankrupt. And the bank called me back a couple of years later and said, hey, would you be interested in buying your house, your house back? back? I go, the haunted house? No. no. I don't think so. Devil hell no on that one. You know one. why that land developer went bankrupt, right? That ghost. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. 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 The, when clearly. later we found out, I did some deep research and I found out the original owner who had built the house died. She died in the house mm-hmm. as a widow. 
Oh. Um, so that was scary. Yeah. That was really creepy. Well, did, you, did you ever look under the stairs? No. In fact, the house now has been torn down, and it's like an ultra-modern that's been built there. Mm-hmm. And I happened to drive by and talk with the owners, and they had torn it down to the stumps of the house. Sad. And I couldn't tell anything was outrageously bizarre other than there was a lot of wood that appeared to be rotting, and so it was a good thing that <laughs> we dumped it when we did. Wow. Don't you wonder, though, when they tear the house down, especially mm-hmm. something like that, where it sounds like it was really active. Yeah. Does it, yeah. When they build something on top of it. Does it just stay there? Does it stay there or is it actually gone? I don't know. Oh, we wonder that too. And I didn't want to scare off the new owners yet. I thought I'd drop in. I think they've moved in just a few months ago. And I should double check and see okay. if they're experiencing anything okay, bizarre. Okay, you got to update us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll check back in with you in a couple of months and find out yeah. what you got from that. That's, like, oh, sure. That's, that's a good idea. awesome story. Thank you so much, David. Oh, you bet. Guys are fun. Okay. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. So now we're going to talk to, this is my friend Bloom Daddy, which is funny. I've actually been doing movie reviews for him now. How many years? Like four years, maybe? Jesus, has it been that long? Oh my gosh. It's been a long time. And I just realized that I don't even know what radio stations you're on. (laughs) So would you? Wait to ask now, Julie. Yeah, uh, that's I, embarrassing. I on, yeah, I am on thirteen twenty WJAS in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Mm. I am on eleven seventy WWVA, which is the entire Ohio Valley, and then I am on um, WLTP nine ten out of Parkersburg, West Virginia. So I pretty much cover all the way from Parkersburg, West Virginia, half of Ohio. And WWVA signal is a fifty thousand watt station, so it's heard in twenty three states in Canada. So you're all over the place. Julie. Yeah. See, now I'm legitimately yeah. impressed. Plus, you're in Mothman territory, aren't you? You got it. Yep. <laughs> Have you ever gone to the Mothman? I've but you got it. <laughs> Have you gone to that city? That's like my daughter's main thing. They want to go to where the Mothman was seen. They want to track down the Mothman. That's awesome. Yeah, not me. Because usually when you track down the Mothman, he kind of hangs around you for a while. And I don't need that in my life. I got enough drama. <laughs> no, that's true. Good for you. Okay, yeah. so you yeah. told me recently you actually, you have a ghost story, even though you're like Every other man that we know who is like, I don't believe, I didn't believe, I'm a total skeptic. But then tell us your ghost story. All right, 2007. I'm married at the time. I have two sons, and we're down in southern West Virginia at my wife's family's home, okay? Okay. So this is her sister's house, and her sister, ironically, marries one of my best friends. Well, my best friend is a big, tough, 6'2", 240-pound farmer. Matter of fact, that's his nickname, Farmer. Farmer. He's a tough guy, <laughs> not scared of anything. Well, he starts telling me over a period at a time that he's he's getting freaked out by my sister-in-law's house. And I said, well, what do you mean? I've, I've been in there and I've never, he, he goes, yeah, but you've never been back in her bedroom. There's just a feeling to this room. He said, you know, we'll be sitting there watching TV and all of a sudden something will fall off the mantle. He said uh, he woke up one time and there was this figure hovering over top of him. He said it was a gruesome looking thing. He couldn't tell if it was a dream or real, but it scared him to death. And the one thing that I remember he always said was he just said he'd be walking through the house and it would feel like a blanket of electricity would just get thrown on him. And yeah, he he was so scared that when she wasn't at the house, he wouldn't go in. He would sit in his truck. And this is a big, tough guy who would sit in his truck for hours waiting on his wife to come home. He would not go in that house by himself. So fast forward a little bit. And uh, in the meantime, my wife's mother grew up in that house. And she doesn't believe any of it. She's like, nothing ever happened there. I lived there for the first 20 years of my life. But in the past couple of years, they did some excavation. They added on to the house. Mm. They're thinking they disturbed something. Yeah. So this is this is 4th of July weekend, 2007. I'm staying there with 
my two sons, my wife at the time, which is the homeowner's sister, and her kids. Well, she has a bedroom, a bedroom upstairs, and the girls will not stay in there. They say they see things, they hear things, uh, they're scared of it. I didn't want any part of this room either. You know, I've heard the stories from my buddy. I'm like, I don't need Casper to prove me wrong. Just, I don't need it. Okay. Right. So it's time for bed. So we're all sleeping in one room across the hallway. It's me, my two kids, my wife, our two nieces. Everybody's in there. Well, as you can imagine, I can't sleep. The kids are giggling. They're talking. <laughs> I'm tired. And I finally think to myself, you know what? I don't care if Satan himself is in that other bedroom. Oh, I'm going in there to go to bed you because will I'm eat tired. those words. Seriously, famous yeah. last words right yeah. there. Yeah. Okay, so what happened? So I, I walk in that bedroom. I lay down. I'm not in there 10 minutes. And the closet light goes on. And I could hear it. This isn't a light that you flip with a switch. This is a string hanging oh. from the socket Mm-mm. that you, you, you pull. I hear it. And I'm like, no way. You know, you tell yourself, you talk yourself out of it. Of course you do. Yeah. 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 And I'm like, come on. So I get up, open the closet door with one of those, like I'm ready to jack somebody up and nothing. I shut it off. I go lay back down. You got to understand, I'm I'm so tired at this point that I really don't care. I mean, I'm just, I just need to sleep. So I'm laying there and I'm right on that fringe of going to sleep, but Mm. I know I'm not asleep. And all of a sudden, just like my buddy described to me a hundred times, it was like this blanket of electricity, this heavy, the only way I could describe it is a heavy blanket, like a wet blanket hits me and it took my breath away. I couldn't breathe and I couldn't move for, I'm going to guess, five seconds. It was like, <sighs> I, I felt the air go out of me, almost like I stuck my finger in a socket and I couldn't move. All of a sudden it was like, huh, it left and let me tell you something. I was up and out of that bed and across that hallway quicker than Deion Sanders, Carl Lewis, <laughs> you could pick the Usain Bolt. Nobody could have beat me across that hallway. And I go running into the other room and I just curled up in bed and went to sleep. But I didn't go to sleep. I mean, it took me hours because I was like, what in the hell just happened to me? You start thinking, okay, he told me this stuff. Is this my mind playing tricks? It wasn't. I'm telling you, I was 100% awake. And About a week later, I saw him somewhere, and uh, we were talking and stuff, and he goes, something happened to you in that house, didn't it? (gasps) And I didn't tell him. I didn't say anything. I was like, how can you tell? Because I could just tell the next morning you didn't speak to anybody, you know, when you came (laughs) back from work. I said, yeah, dude. I said, just like you said, that blank of electricity hit me. He goes, goes, why do you think I sit in the car and won't come in here until she comes home? Now, one of those paranormal shows, I can't remember which one it was. It's been on for years. They sent a crew in from New York City, and they filmed and did a whole episode on this house. Really? What do they think happened is obviously, you know, this area where we live, you you had different Indian tribes and stuff. Mm -hmm. They think when they excavated to add a basement in another whole portion of the house, which Mm -hmm. is where her bedroom is, by the way, that it disturbed something. Well, surely they would have told you guys if they'd found bones or something, Well, maybe, you know, sometimes it's like they're going to do that and not realizing that they're digging something up, you know? But we've heard this story, I mean, several times mm-hmm. now. We just had David Parks. Yeah. Um, he told the same story. He would like him. He works with the Super Troopers. But he had uh-huh. the same thing happen with his girlfriend. And he talked about that. Kind of like a blanket of electricity. You're unable to yep. move. Yeah. Have, he said something was like sitting on his chest, though. Right. And yeah. so he talked to a doctor about it. And a doctor tried to tell him that it was sleep paralysis. Which have you ever... Oh, no, there's no way. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. Because I'm like, I've Never had sleep paralysis. Yeah. I've had sleep paralysis. I know what it feels like 
like, and it does not feel like a blanket of electricity. That's what is it painful? No. That's what I can't get my brain around. Yeah, I'm thinking like you know when you shock yourself. It did not hurt. Hmm. It just felt. It feels like you're charged. You know, there's just like, like, uh, like a, a rush going through your body, and you just can't move. I mean, I was yeah. into the bed. It was scary. Dude, I mean, it was like I the think hell is like, going on? I mean, it like laid it was, it in was, you. I think. Oh, like, I think it like laid you. down in you or it something. Was inside of you, blue. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, yeah, I, yeah. I Best five violent. minutes of your life. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. yeah. So wait, are, yeah. are they still in the house? Yeah, they're still there. They're divorced mm. now, and I think <laughs> yes. he, I think he's happy as hell to be out of there. But yeah, the mom is, and they still deal with stuff. But it sounds like whatever is there doesn't seem to mind them as right. much. Maybe That's it just doesn't weird. like dudes or something. No, you know what she says is it affects men more than women. Like it doesn't mess with her girls much, but hmm. if there's a male in the house, that's when stuff spikes. So maybe we yeah. have a little bit of a ghost crush happening, and they just want all the dudes out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe it's a former stripper. Who knows? Maybe, maybe she's an Indian stripper. Yeah. Yeah. Ghost strippers. All right. Thanks, Bloom Daddy. I like your story. No problem. Okay, bye-bye. Okay. Bye. Wait a minute. Where did he get ghost stripper? Where the heck did ghost stripper come from? I don't know. And don't let sci-fi know about that because that would be like their next big show I on sci-fi. I was going to say, absolutely. I could write for that. Ghost strippers. Okay. I've seen zombie strippers, so why not ghost why strippers? Not? Why not? All right. So um, next week, you have someone coming in. Yes. This is Mona. I work with her and she's got a really, really great story and it's caught on tape. Even better. That's the best kind. Yep. Yeah. Because, oh gosh, we always need video proof. Like poor Jody earlier. Here you have this disembodied child voice and then her little spookometer isn't working to pick it up so also you need to go to the Haunted AF Facebook page because we found this BuzzFeed link and it's all about creepy kid stories and it's just like that moment your kid says something you're like what the what why are you saying that Uh like one woman hears her kid talking in the other room to her imaginary friend and she's like sure I'll draw a picture of you but I need a red crayon because you have blood in your hair (gasps) yeah so it's all stuff like that so make sure you go to the Haunted AF Facebook page to check out that link, but we need your creepy kid story. Absolutely. So you have to email us, hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com, voice memo us, email us, whatever. Yeah. Hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com. Either your kid, your friend's kid. I know everybody's got a creepy kid story. Oh, I have like multiple creepy kid stories. So that'll be all on the next Haunted AF. All right, guys, remember to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever your favorite platform is. Also, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, and Instagram. Did you like what I said? Twitter? 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 <laughs> Thanks to our board, I'm Ziggy Becker, and to Andrew Mamaliga for our theme song, and also to On Air Media for their titles and technical support. And, of course, we got to thank you for listening to Haunted AF. By the way, Julie, if I die first, coming back to haunt you, baby. Oh, <laughs> I'll come back and haunt you, too, Rebecca. Ah!